This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Good to be here for another episode. Likewise. Jeez, <laughs> not my strongest. Not your strongest. So today, big show, we're going to kick off with what we learnt We're going to hear uh, one of the sessions from FinFest, which we're really excited about, and then continue with the new segment that we picked up last week, Am I the Asshole? So three big segments, bit of housekeeping before we kick off the run. Yeah, well, we had all of our podcasters in town uh, just before FinFest, and we loved that we never met Adam and Thomas from Comedian V Economist in person. Yeah, We've been doing a show with them for over a year. Mm. Um, so it was epic for everyone to be there. You're in good company, crypto curious, talk money to me and Comedian V Economist. The whole crew were together. And I was lucky enough to be able to jump in the studio with Comedian V Economist while they were down here. So if you haven't given their podcast a go, go and listen to it. It was a lot of fun. Really just got a front row seat to hear them cracking jokes with each other. So yeah. that, that was a lot of fun. And I think we should also say, if you haven't listened to The Dive, go and give it a listen. It's our business news show. It's got some great momentum and we're actually doing a headlines companion as well. So if you want to keep up to date with business headlines from around the world, check it out. Yeah, no more than five minutes a day. Heaps of content out there. Give you the three most interesting and important headlines that you need to know. Not what the gold price is doing, not what BHP did last night. But true global headlines to keep you updated, give mm. you a bit of a thought starters as well if you're down at the pub or at a friend's place. Yeah. You need, need some small talk. And a fact of the day. And a fact of the day. All in five minutes. All in five minutes. Or less. Yes. Well, if we can keep that sharp, we'll keep this sharp, Ren. Let's move on to what we have <laughs> learned this week. What do you got? Well, Christmas may only be once a year, but reporting season never ends. I know. It's and unbelievable. It feels like we just got through Australia's reporting season. Uh, before that, we had America's Q2 reporting season. Uh, now we are up to America's Q3 reporting season. I'm sitting this one out. You don't get to sit it out. I am. Well, then, 
other investors are going to have more information I'm, than I'm you. I'm long-term focused. I'm, I'm much more longer-term. Important? I'm do, tell me the yearly number at the end of the year. No, even if you're long-term focused, you need to keep up to date with what the company is doing. Every three months. Or what you just need to have the most recent information. Why doesn't Australia do every three then? I think we shouldn't do it every three. But I'm saying as an investor, if you let's say you own Netflix, for example. No, let's say you were short Netflix because they had two quarters of subscriber decline. And then you're like, I'm a long-term short. They're, they're going to get beaten, but not this year. It's going to be a long-term thing. If you weren't looking at Q3, you would have missed that they had a great Q3 report. Yeah, but that's a, that's only three months. Who knows? Let's say like my thesis could hold for the next three. Still don't think. Could, still think my long term shorts. In you play. could get squeezed out of your short position St- because of th- the price move. Still think it's in play. <laughs> I don't know, bro. You do you. <laughs> it's, it's your money. It's, I don't care. <laughs> it's all. It's just marketing spiel. Yeah. Look, I, I I tend to agree with the sentiment, but I think you know if you're going to invest in individual stocks and there is information out there, it is important to just keep your finger on the pulse. Yeah. What matters is like if you're not going to invest in any of the american bank stocks then you shouldn't care that all five of the major american banks reported last friday no that's where it's like that's when there's just so much noise like companies that you're not researching or you're not investing in you suddenly get very invested in their like two percent revenue increase year on year yeah yeah boring (laughs) what else have you learned well, I was going to talk about some of the re- results, but maybe we don't worry about it. Maybe we, we're publishing them on Instagram. Go yeah. check out our Instagram. Bryce has made it very clear he doesn't care about Q3, so I won't bore <laughs> him with it today. Well, it's, it's, no, no. <laughs> so, Bryce, I'll move on to something that hopefully interests you a little bit more, sure. <laughs> which is my, my personal portfolio. Yes. So, over the past few weeks, uh, I've been talking about my core a lot, um, you know, automating, investing into those ETFs, and I feel like my I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with where my core portfolio is, but more importantly for this moment, I feel like I'm not missing out on the buying opportunity that 2022 is. I feel like those just automating that core ETF every time I get a paycheck, I feel like I'm a, I'm a really comfortable and good place there, and I don't have to think about it. So now I get to move to the fun stuff. Now I get to move to my satellite portfolio and I don't want to miss the buying opportunity in my satellite portfolio either and so you know FinFest tick AFSL tick we've got some time and now we can really explore this world so I'm excited for that the satellite world the satellite world the world of individual stocks maybe thematic ETFs I own a couple but I think for me this moment calls for individual stocks nice I love that and I can't wait to so to that, hear more about it. That, that, you, stay tuned. You're feeling confident and comfortable. And I mean, we speak about this is the whole idea that you build a core portfolio so that you can then go out, start exploring the rest of the world. Yeah. Feel and know that you've got your, your bedrock, yeah. your slab of concrete laid down, your foundations rock solid. Yeah, exactly. So that you can take a few more risks and exciting investments outside of that. And, and importantly for me, the automating of it, also means that my portfolio allocation isn't going to get out of whack Mm. because it's like the money that the majority of my money that I am not spending and that I can invest is now automatically going into my core portfolio. Mm. So whatever's left, you know, I'm I'm never going to have sort of like 80% of my portfolio in individual stocks because it's just like- Unless one goes gangbusters, but yeah. True. Yeah. That would be pretty epic, well, actually. <laughs> anyway, what have you learned? Well, this this is perfect timing. It's funny. We're kind of on the same page. 
FinFest done, ASFSL done, a few other small things to do when you're running a business, but um, definitely feel like we've got some more time to get back to what we do enjoy talking about, and that is um, individual stocks and and uh, thematic ETFs, because I want to spend this part of the episode over the next few weeks, maybe uh, together in some ways, but um, actually building out in more detail a very easy checklist for me, okay. an investing checklist that when we talk to experts and they tell then and they say, here's a stock, blah, 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 or when we're doing a deep dive or whatever it is, I've got a simple checklist that I can go through and kind of just have a, where does it sit against financials and what are, what sort of financials? Where does it sit against management? And what, what, how can I be better at assessing management? And so I've kind of thought about what are the key buckets that I want to build? And then under that, without going into too much detail, but then over the next few weeks, kind of just want to build that out and get your thoughts on what you would have. And if, because if we're about to start embarking on, on, I guess, uh, looking at stocks in more detail, I want to be able to start building my thesis in a bit more detail as well. Have you read the book? What book? There's, uh, I think Joe Mager recommended it to us when we interviewed him, but it's like there's a, a book called like The Investment Checklist. No. Nah. Oh. Maybe I'll start there. Maybe. <laughs> so that's a good thing. I've learned this week that I should start there. I'm going to put that down. I'll read it um, Let's and stop, then bring, uh, bring some back. Double check. There is a book called The Investment Checklist. I just Googled it. So maybe give that a read. But okay. Joe Mager, because he spoke about He's, it when yeah, we interviewed yeah. him. And, and I, feel like he rec- what, I feel like he recommended a book. Okay. Well, that's kind of what has got me thinking over the last few weeks. And I've kind of bucketed, uh, put it at the back of my mind because I just haven't had time to focus on it. But now I do. But I, I, at a very high level, some of the things, some of the buckets. So I've got financials. Yeah. The actual product itself. Okay. The like customer base. Yeah. And the management team. Yeah. What else? Um, like industry. Is it profitable? Oh, that's well, I feel like that comes under, yeah, it's, I'm thinking more like buckets, then under financials would be like, is it profitable, blah, blah, blah. Under management team, it's like, who are they? What's their experience? Do I know anything about them? Yep. Product would be like, does it have I, market I think, fit? I think with management, it has to be, are they a founder or is there a majority shareholder that is like the incentives are nice directly aligned? Founder-led. Yeah, yeah. And incentives. Well, yeah, it's like, are they founder-led and like, implicit in if they're founder-led is that they still own a large chunk of the company. So their incentives are aligned. Or it's like, you know, Kerry Stokes has bought 55% of the business and he's running it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, he's not a founder, but like incentives are still aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we've got financials, management team, product, customer. I'm thinking competitive advantage industry, something needs to go in there. Yeah, like like moat vibes. Growth or something, moat vibes. So yeah, th- this is kind of what I want to build out and I don't want anything in detail. I just want to be able to, I don't know how I take it from there to like a result. Mm. Is it going to be a tick or is it going to be a, I don't know, like a high, medium, low? Oh yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like a, the management on a scale is, of one to five. Yeah. The management's high. Yeah. And then, I then know you what get you're to, saying. Then you get to sort of like a, oh, uh, this is high across the board and then- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how to transfer. I don't know. Like in my mind, as we have this conversation, a lot of like red flags and like a yeah, buts come up. I like the intellectual exercise of us trying to do this. Yeah. Whether or not we will just 
find companies that we like for whatever reason and then give it ticks or Shoe give it five it. Yeah, because yeah. of our cognitive biases <laughs> about the company or like or the fact that we like their product, we'll then say we love their management. Well, I mean, for example, like I'm not going to do this for Google because I'm just going to buy Google. I just, I not just, advice. Not, not advice, but I just <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it's, it's like a, if, if, if you come across that niche spanner maker, from Sweden. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, Where I, does that I know fall? their product so well and, and I know their management so well. Well, I mean, it's just doing the process itself, I think will um, be, yeah, I will think be so. good. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to come back next week maybe with some firmed up buckets. Chat, we'll chat to the team. Let's, let's just do a full episode next week on building our investor checklist. Well, hold on. Are you going to read the book by then? In a week? No. Well, I, I need to buy it first. So well, You can do that on Amazon. I'll, I'll open Amazon right now. Amazon, like their product, no longer a True. founder True. manager. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, and this is the thing. Like, I feel like if, we ha- if I have it here and I have it with me every time we record, then when we are doing like earnings Q3 results and yeah. we shout out a company... It's not just going to be a revenue up or whatever. Then we can be like, okay, well, you know, where does it sit with X, Y, and Z? And sure. just have a bit more robustness to my conversation at least anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's do that episode after we've read the book. Okay. And so if people- well, like- I, But I'm happy to do it sequentially over the next month or so in this section as well. Sure. And have some time to think about it during the week. Okay. Take people on the journey. Yeah, take people on the journey. But you have to start reading the book. Yeah, I've got Amazon open right now. Because like people a lot smarter than us have done a lot of this work. And so let's not start from zero. Of course, of course. (laughs) All right, well, I'll find a book. I will also commit to reading the book. Nice. All right. Maybe we bring back book club. Uh, Let's just take that offline. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, that will be my commitment. Buy three, let's give one away on the forum. Sure. I'll buy four and give one to someone in the office as well. Can- <laughs> Employee of the month. <laughs> I'll, buy th- I'll buy three and we'll give one. Yep, good idea. We'll give one to someone in the forum and uh, make sure you join the forum community.equitymates.com. So if you want to read along with Bryce and I as we build our checklist, head over to the forum. We'll figure out a way to give it away. Yes. I don't know. Maybe we ask people for suggestions. Yes. On the checklist. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, we don't have to do any work then. <laughs> no, that's good. All right, well, speaking of checklists, speaking of investing in individual stocks, speaking of building our conviction and our robustness when mm-hmm. it comes to being investors, that is probably a good, if not tortured, segue into one of our FinFest sessions. <laughs> yes. Now, we did have FinFest uh, on Saturday and it was Epic. Thank you so much to the, everyone who came and supported us. Truly blew us away. We know there are a few teething issues, so we don't need to tr- uh, tread on old ground. Uh, but we've had plenty of feedback, positive and around food trucks and whatnot, that we're going to take into 2023 to make it even bigger and better. So just a phenomenal weekend. Now, the good news is that we did record all of the sessions. All of them will be uploaded onto YouTube in the near future. 400 gigabytes of data for us to upload and edit. So plenty of work for the team to do. And we will let you know once it is all available. But we will be leaking some of the segments such as this one over the next few weeks. Leaking is such a... 
Well, you know what Emotive I mean. Like drip word. feeding? Releasing? Releasing, I guess. Sharing? Drip feeding. <laughs> There's not Le- really- Leaking makes me think of like Watergate in a car park in a trench coat true, sharing true. information with journalists. True, true. We're not doing that. We're just going to be sharing some with you guys. <laughs> we'll leak it to you. Share us your email and we'll send it to you. Yes. All right. So to kick it off, we've got uh, a high conviction stock pitch. And this was where the experts were given 15 minutes to give us their highest conviction idea. No notes, no power. PowerPoint presentation in the hot seat. We've got Henry Jennings, a crowd favourite, pitching core lithium. A crowd favourite. A crowd favourite. Well, lithium is a crowd favourite. Oh, yes. <laughs> Multi-crowd favourite. Uh, so, look, I don't think we need to say much here, except that the great news is we've got a few of these high conviction stock pitches in the bag. So, make sure you keep listening, because this, this won't be the last one we release. Let's welcome Henry Jennings. <clears throat> Okay. It's um who here is a Star Wars fan? Oh, look at all the hands. I mean we are in a space tent, we've got an astronaut suit outside. Um can anyone remember what powered the USS Enterprise? It was dilithium crystals. Lithium being the important part of that power source even back in the 60s. And when I looked outside this morning, there was this astronaut suit out there. And I don't know if any of you caught, there's a um, great, great series that I've just finished season two of on Apple TV, and it's free. It's called For All Mankind. And it's uh, set in space, and it's about the space race, the Apollo space race. And the concept is that instead of the Americans getting to the moon first, the Russians got to the moon first. So it's an alternate kind of universe. So instead of the race for the moon, it becomes a race for the base. And when they get to the moon, the Americans, the base, they set up a mining business. And they start mining a thing called lithium, which apparently the moon has lots of, who knew? Um, But one of the important things I guess today is that I'm gonna be talking about, and I talk about it a lot, and people get probably a little bored of it, but about the lithium space and lithium stocks. And there's one particular stock that I like at the moment, which I'm going to talk to you about. I'm sure you've probably all heard of this before, especially if you've been paying attention to the TikTok videos from, uh, from Equity Mates. Hi, boss. There's the boss. Better be good now. Um, but if you've um, seen that TikTok videos and some of the other videos I've done, it's about lithium and one particular stock that I really like at the moment is a stock called Core Lithium. CXO is the stock code. So why is Core Lithium one of my favorite stocks? The reason is they are very, very close to producing lithium. They have a lithium project 90 kilometers, which is important, from Darwin, which again is very important. And these guys have just started shipping what they call direct shipping ore, DSO. Now, they weren't even supposed to be doing this yet. They are planning next year to start shipping their spodumene. And the prices that they're getting, because I don't know if you've heard, there's a company called Pilbara Minerals, and lithium is really hard to get a price on. If you've looked at the internet and tried to get prices for lithium, it's not like oil. A barrel of oil is a barrel of oil is a barrel of oil, pretty much. Lithium comes in lots of different forms. 
lots of different varieties and there's lots of different prices. But the great thing about Pilbara, which is PLS, is they have a BMX auction. That's not when they flog off old bikes, but they sell some of the lithium produce that they haven't got under offtake agreements. So there's a bit of an auction for it, and it sets a price, which gives it some transparency. The great thing about core lithium, one of the great things, is that for their direct shipping ore that they just shipped, they also did a similar auction. And the prices they achieved were pretty impressive, above $5,800 US. Now the company at the moment is going through a capital raising. If you've noticed the price of Core Lithium, they raised a whole bunch of money, about 100 million bucks, at a dollar three, and as a result, it's been a little bit heavy, a bit of indigestion there. Also, one of their biggest shareholders sold out as well, just before that capital raise. So that's kind of disrupted the market a little bit. But this auction that they did was very bullish. And if you were to put in the, the spot price of that auction, into the core lithium, the big spreadsheet that the analysts have, you will get a valuation closer to five bucks than where they are at the moment, which I think on Friday they're $1.16. So there's lots of good upside there. The other great thing about core lithium is they've just got some new management as well. They've got a new CEO. The last CEO, Stephen Biggins, has done a brilliant job getting the project to where it is. But building a mine, discovering the deposit, is kind of a different skill set. The new guy, his skill set is far more in tune with actually producing, shipping the lithium. So that is, a, that is a big positive going forward as well. They're also, this is not the biggest lithium deposit in the universe. And it only has 10 plus years of mine life. So that's a bit of a negative, but they are drilling. And at the moment, they're getting some pretty impressive results out of something called BP33. So they're drilling at the moment, a big drill program, and the money they've raised from the market, from this Insto placement, is going into the ground. That's always good, money going into the ground. Um, not being wasted on corporate fees or directors' lifestyles. So that is a good one. They're 90 kilometers from Darwin, remember. So it's easy for them to ship. They've got offtake agreements with some of the big companies. And if you haven't thought about the lithium story, you should. It's a very important change that's going on. Australia is remarkably endowed with lithium. Remarkably. We have huge, huge reserves. The problem that we have is a problem that we have with lots of commodities. It comes from China. We send it to China to be processed, they make it into batteries and they sell it back to us in our Teslas and wherever. But we have all the raw materials. And as companies go from explorer to constructor to producer, companies get re-rated along the way the risk gets taken out. As an explorer, you have risk. You've got to find the stuff. As a constructor, you have risk. You've got to build it. You've got to build it to a price. You've got to build it on time. But once you become a producer, you have a whole different set of problems, obviously, but you will get re-rated because the risk no longer is there. Now, there has been some conjecture in the lithium market 
in the last few months. There was a quite high-profile broker that came out with a report saying that these high prices that we're currently seeing in lithium will not last. It's probably right. They won't last forever because nothing ever does. But what we have in the next two to three years is a massive, massive supply deficit. The demand is growing exponentially. Every car company in the world is trying to secure supplies. There's even talk now that some of these car companies are looking to directly invest in miners. GM did it the other day. They announced they were investing in QPM, Queensland Pacific. It's very small. So it is starting to happen. The demand is there. And there's nothing coming on the supply side. Every company that announces talks about 24, 25 when the lithium will be produced. You go through all the announcements on the ASX, you go through all the lithium hopefuls, 24, 25 and beyond. Now it's still only 22. So these high prices are likely to stay for a long time. Talking to, uh, I was on a panel this week and at a mining conference, the guy from Benchmark uh, Minerals or Metals Intelligence, he was saying that it won't be this supply demand problem won't be fixed till the late 20s. And if we do get an even more of a supply uh, dearth because people aren't getting their projects up and running on time, it could still be bad. So we are going to see high lithium prices for some time and the demand from car companies and other players, they need to secure supply. Rio was talking, or the papers were talking that Rio was in the market to buy some lithium exposure. The question would be, and I put this to the CFO of BHP, hey mate, why haven't you guys looked at lithium? What's wrong with the lithium market? And he, he really didn't have a satisfactory answer, apart from, you know, we're very disciplined and it's a very hot market at the moment, we're not going to chase it. Well, fine. But Rio looks as if they're in the market for it. They've already bought a project in Argentina. They had a project in Serbia knocked back. It's quite possible that a company like Core Lithium pops up on their radar as a near producer, 2023, first half of 2023, this good stuff starts coming out the ground. It's quite possible that this one could end up being knocked off by one of the majors. It's a $2 billion company, it's no tiddler. It's got lots of liquidity. I have to say, in full disclosure, I, I bought this one a long, long time ago when I was a boy um, at about five cents. And uh, I sold out the last of my holding at just over $1.50. And I'm really looking to get back in now because they are on the cusp of 2023 production. So I would urge you to all to have a little look at Core Lithium. Even if you don't like the look of core lithium or you want something a little racier, a little more risky, um, I would urge you to have a look at the lithium space. It is, I know it's been hot and we've seen some false starts in the past, back in 2017, 2018. There was a little bit of a false start, but as usual, the market gets ahead of itself. You know, we think it's all going to happen instantly and it doesn't. It takes time. Mining takes time. But I would certainly urge you to have a look at the lithium sector and pick your risk level. It may be that you're looking at the, the explorers or the soon-to-be producers or even the producer like we have with Pilbara or Alchem. If you like Star Trek 
and you take their advice with dilithium crystals. It was a thing in the 60s, it's a bigger thing now, and it will be a much bigger thing in the future. So don't ignore it. Ignore it at your wealth peril. Well, that's it from me. I've run out of time. Thank you very much. And enjoy, enjoy the rest of FinFest. All right, well, that was uh, Henry Jennings' high conviction stock pitch. As Ren said, we've got plenty more to release, so we will get them up on YouTube and uh, across the show in due course. But Ren, before we move to our final segment, Am I the Asshole? We're just going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. All right, Bryce. Well, we have covered a lot of ground today. Uh, we've covered your building your investing checklist. We've heard Henry Jennings pitch a high conviction stock. Last week, we did a segment, Am I the Asshole? And we got some good feedback on it. We had a lot of fun with it. And so we want to bring it back again. Sasha, our producer, has screenshotted something that I haven't actually read yet. So do you want, do you want to read it out to me or do you want me to read it out to you? Let's paraphrase. All right. Hey all, my son was born in 2000 and shortly afterwards I opened up an investment account with the intentions of handing it off when he graduated. Put in 10 grand initially, was adding $100 a month and the account is over 60 grand today. If that's not a reason to invest for your kids and get Mm. them started early, then I don't know what is. Then his daughter was born two years later and he started an account for her as well. And long story short, him and his wife got drunk his wife said anyone can invest and to prove it took over his daughter's investment account. So at this point, he's investing his sons, his wife is investing his daughters and his daughter's account is at only at 16 grand rather than 60 grand. He's blaming his wife for picking bad stocks and not dollar cost averaging in. They had a massive fight. His wife suggested they combine the two accounts for the son and daughter and split it equally, the 60 and the 16, and then he lost it and said no because his wife hadn't invested as well. So, Bryce, who's the (laughs) asshole in this situation? Well, poor kids to start with. Poor daughter. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if I was a parent, the fair thing is obviously to combine the accounts, but... um, 
I think the message here, really, the key takeaway is the the value of starting early. And dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging. Yeah. Not worrying about choosing stocks. Just put your money into what we've spoken about week after week, core portfolio, broad-based index, market returns, and- Plus time. Over 20 years, when your kid turns 20 and goes to university or 21, you're going to be looking like an absolute superstar. In the United States, your kid might actually be able to afford university. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, true. That's very true. And I think I think the other, the other key lesson here is the, the argument came down, this all boiled down to wife saying anyone can invest and, and, and husband sort of saying prove it. Well, I mean, I believe that everyone can invest. That, that is the, the beauty here. He, he's shown that just by putting money into, into an index fund, you, you, you're getting very, very adequate returns. You don't need to choose stocks. You don't need to try and beat the market. Yeah, the asshole, I think, is the wife. Really? No, no, no. Sorry. Wait, the actually? husband for saying no. Sorry. I should have let you finish your thought. <laughs> no, no, no. no. The hu- wait, the husband said, no, we're not combining, right? Yes. Yes. He's the asshole. Yeah. It's kind of like, mate, you've proven your point. She's yeah. probably learned. Yes, I've, I've learned that investing, uh, it's not hard, but like if you do it properly, if you, if you just commit to it and, what, and don't choose stocks and dollar cost average, like you, you, you do get a great return. Um, but like don't divide the family. <laughs> it is it, all that I'm taking in this situation is number one, you care more about proving your wife wrong yeah, than helping your kids. Your kids. Yeah. 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 And number two, like your wife isn't wrong. Anyone can invest, but only if those with knowledge share it with those that are trying to learn. And you obviously didn't do it to like prove a point to your wife that you're a good investor. Yeah. It's like, good on, good on you, bro. You're a big man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a few edits afterwards. So some, I think people were asking about the difference in age, uh, but apparently uh, when they split, when the challenge was laid down, his son's account had 14 grand and his daughter's account had 11 grand. So they were pretty, equi- like, yeah. they were pretty equal. People were te- calling him on Reddit the arsehole. And so he said, I'm tempted to just give each of my kids 15 grand and take the rest and buy a new truck, seeing as how I've become <laughs> the bad guy. At that point, you are definitely, definitely the arsehole. The <laughs> and then he's, his solution right at the end, his final edit since most of you say I should just split the two accounts in half, which is obviously what you should do, your kids are the priority here, um, but he's, he says, I've decided on a fair solution. I will split the money with both kids, but I will give them all the statements that basically shows that his wife didn't invest as oh well as him. Oh, my God. Like, get <laughs> oh over my God. it, bro. I mean, one of the major causes of divorce is financial stress and hardship and disagreement over, yeah, over finances. Over yeah. Like, this is this is not a healthy... The really interesting thing for me is, like, put, he, put yourself in his situation. He has the fight with his wife. He's probably talking to his friends about it. He's not getting the answer he wants. And so he decides, you know what I'll do? I'll go on Reddit and get them to tell me that I'm in the right and has obviously just got rinsed on Reddit as well. Unbelievable. And now a podcast in Australia is rinsing in. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's definitely not the way I would be approaching things, Ren, but I think the key takeaways for us, everyone can invest. And if you do have patience and a consistent approach over a long period of time, 
you're inevitably going to get a decent return. And being a good investor isn't worth ruining relationships over. <laughs> no. over. And being seen as a good investor is not worth ruining relationships over. That's it. Well, Rand, that brings us to the end of uh, our episode today. Keep an eye on YouTube for all things FinFest if you weren't there on the day or if you were and you missed some sessions. But otherwise, Rand, we'll be back next week for uh, to pick it up again. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag and drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Go to shopify.com slash listen to take your business to the next level today. 